Eagles Entertainment. Hello, Eagles everywhere. Welcome to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. On this Monday, I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Hope everyone is healthy, doing well, and looking forward to Memorial Day, the weekend ahead, and of course, the 2020 Eagles season. We've got a lot for you in this Eagles Insider Podcast, highlighted by an exclusive one-on-one in just a few moments with head coach Doug Peterson. As we dig into the team's off-season conditioning program, which normally would be held, of course, at the Novacare Complex, now it is virtual. So what exactly does virtual mean? How does Peterson and the Eagles replicate what they had at the Novacare Complex? How many players are participating? And how does a football player become better when he's not taking reps on the field? We will explore all of those questions with Coach Doug in just one moment. A bit later on, we'll touch on a special that I urge everyone to watch on the Eagles YouTube channel. It's goal to go, John Dornbossen. You may think you know the story of Johnny D. It's a remarkable one. This special captures it perfectly. It is inspirational. It is remarkable. And John Dornboss is a role model for all of us. I encourage you to watch it. The Eagles YouTube channel. Check it out. First, though, I've been working on, and I'm not there yet, having each of the 10 Eagles draft picks talk about what their jersey number means to them. Some of them may have had a choice. Some of them had the numbers assigned to them. We know there are nine retired jersey numbers in Eagles history. So how do the rookies feel about their jersey numbers? We'll give you a little sample right here. And eventually, our podcast later in the spring will encompass all 10 of the draft picks talking about their jersey numbers. But right here, John Hightower, a wide receiver who at Boise State wore number 16 with the Eagles. He wears number 82. And he is well aware of the importance of number 82 as it pertains to Eagles history, including, of course, the great Mike Quick, a member of the Eagles Hall of Fame, a five-time Pro Bowler, all five seasons in a row, and, of course, the radio analyst for the Philadelphia Eagles. Here's John Hightower talking about number 82. I was, I was able to pick 82, but... um. Yeah, I was really excited. Uh, one of my former teammates got 82, so you know, I called him, let him know I had the number and everything. It was, uh, <laughs> it was, it was a fun, fun call. Uh, it's definitely important you know, for the people that's, that's played before me and, and did well with the number. So, I mean, I can't, I can't say that I would, I would do what he did, but I'm, I'm going to carry my own legacy and, and, and strive to be better. And now let's meet with the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles, Doug Peterson. It's Monday, May 18th. Do you know where your Philadelphia Eagles are? I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, broadcasting from my Novacare Complex virtual studio. And I've got the head coach of the football team with me, Doug Peterson, who is at his home in South Jersey. Doug, good morning to you. And how are you doing and how's everything going in this virtual world? Uh, good morning, Dave. Uh, appreciate you having me on this morning. Things things are going things are going probably better than than I had hoped for uh, when this when this thing started. You know, a few few weeks ago, and and 
I've been really pleased with uh, the progress we've made. We're going to start our fourth week today, uh, this Monday, today. And uh, I, like I said, I've, I've, I've been really excited for what we've done and, and I think the direction that we're, that we're headed. If you could provide some details on just how it works, take us behind the scenes. So when you start a morning, what happens? You stand up and address everyone as you would at the NovaCare Complex? Uh, that's exactly right. So every Monday and every Thursday, uh, I address the football team. Uh, the other thing I do is I uh, also address the staff, uh, my staff on a separate call. Uh, so I have a staff meeting the same the same two days. And, and really, it just sort of kicks off kicks off the week. Um, some of the things that we've done in the past, if, if we're at NovaCare, it, it, we show a highlight video of the, of the guys working out during the week. And it's something that I'm actually going to show again today uh, of them working out last week. I think it's important that they see how hard that their teammates are working. And so uh, I get a chance to address the team, show that video, kind of set the tone for the week, same way with the staff. And then, and then we're off and running and, and they go right into virtual workouts with, with uh, Ted Rath and his staff. And, uh, and then after that, they go, they go into meetings with their, with their, with their position coaches. So, it's been it's been going really smooth. Um, Got to give a lot of credit to our to our video department, our IT department for for keeping us you know virtually connected. Uh, and uh, it's it's been it's been going pretty smooth. Doug, is your message to the team completely different than it would be if everybody were gathered at the Novacare complex? Dave, it's something you know. Once the season got over this past year, you know, 2019, I, I hit the reset button. And I think about what my new messaging points are going to be, um, you know, moving forward for the, for the new, new season, upcoming season, 2020. And, and, and quite honestly, it kind of fits in line with where we are during this pandemic and, and sort of, you know, self quarantined at home and working from home, virtual workouts, virtual meetings, things of this nature. And, and the two, the two messaging points are the one, the one is the word trust. And, and I think the word trust really fits where we are right now. Our guys and our coaches, our trainers, our, our, our strength conditioning staff, we need to trust each other through this process. And, and the second one is stronger together. I think through this process, we are going to become stronger together. We're going to be more united, I think, coming out of this uh, pandemic when, whenever it is. And, and when we get back together, guys are going to be ex extremely uh, motivated, extremely excited. So, for me, it was the two, putting those two kind of phrases together, the word trust and then stronger together have been my messaging points to the team this spring. I got to tell you, I think you're the originator of slogans. The new normal two years ago certainly applies to what everybody's going through today. And then obviously the idea of trusting is so important for everybody out there. Very good stuff. Doug, you mentioned that the uh, players, you're, you're playing a video of players working out. So how does that work? You have video of literally of guys working out. Do the, do the strength and conditioning coaches watch the players do the workouts? How's that work? Yeah. So the players and in our, in our strength and conditioning staff, they are kind of virtually going through, whether it be on a cell phone or an iPad, going through the workouts. And then um, wherever that player is, whether they're maybe, you know, some of them are working out, together but obviously at a distance and, and they're they're recording their workouts and and then what's happening is is we're sending it back to 
to our guys at Novacare and, and, and they're putting videos together of these, uh, of these workouts. And it's been, it's been a lot of fun to watch them and, and to see them sort of competing against each other, even though we're not together. And, and so being able to show them uh, how their teammates and, and what they're doing, and I, I think is sort of that motivating factor as, as we move along this spring to be able to show them, you know, just how hard the team is working. In the past, you've done that at the Novacare Complex where you have the friendly competitions and a player might win the, the, the championship belt and really builds camaraderie. Are you able to do that? And also you brought in a lot of speakers to address the team during the course of the offseason. Are you able to do that in this virtual world? We are. And, and, and we've already had, you know, a competition uh, the last couple of weeks. And, and so, you know, we do that. It's something that Ted Rath and, and Josh Hanks and the whole, you know, Keith and Ben and all those guys, as they go throughout the week, they come up with a new drill or a, a, some form of new competition for the week. And, and, um, and, and then I get to announce the winners uh, today uh, from last week. And, 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 you know, Ted will shoot me an email on that and, and uh, we stay connected. So it's a great way. It's, it's a fun way to, um, I think, still have that friendly competition, uh, you know, even though we're not together at this time. How has the level of participation been in a voluntary setting? I really feel the, 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 the level of um, participation has been extremely well. One of the things that I've kind of instructed my coaching staff to do is to just, just shoot me an email, shoot me a text on, you know, cause I can't be in every meeting at the same time. So just shoot me a, a, a an email, a text on, on how their, their guys at their position are doing. And we've had a lot of great participation already uh, from everybody and veteran players and, and, and rookie players. So, um, I, I've been extremely um, pleased with where where the guys are uh, from a, from a team standpoint. My staff has been working extremely hard uh, to, uh, to continue with the meetings. You know, and the one thing, Dave, I think it's just as as we start week four, you know, you got to continue to find creative ways to to keep the guys engaged because I, I do feel like after a while, you know, not being together and constantly looking at your phone or an iPad uh, can kind of wear on you a little bit. So. Uh, I, my hat's off to the team. My hat's off to my, my coaches to, to come up with creative ways to stay uh, stay connected through this time. Now, from the X's and O's standpoint, I'm envisioning a position coach, Jeff Stoutland, for example, standing up in his home office with the, I guess, his, his laptop or the iPad on him. And he's standing up there. He's talking to his, his guys who are scattered around the country. And then they go to the actual plays and they all are able to watch the same video together and then communicate that way through the course of a classroom session. Am I on the right track with, with how it, it all comes together? You, you're, you're exactly right. And, and, you know, each coach has sort of been, uh, and, and this is why we spent so much time before the off, even though we were in this, this quarantine at, at home and before the off season program really began, uh, we spent a lot of time with, with, you know, Pat Nolan and his staff in the video department, our IT department to really be able to get the computer stuff down. Cause listen, we're all as coaches, we all have different levels of, of, you know, uh, computer skills. And so, um, being able to share your screen with the players, being able to upload and, and download video from, from our desktops at the office and, and, and being able to show that to players has been kind of the norm now for us. And, and the coaches have really, they've embraced it. Um, they've been able to communicate 
you know, with the players this way. And, and uh, it's been, again, it's been a, it's been a pretty seamless uh, transition um, other than somebody not having great Wi-Fi or, or any kind of connectivity where they're at, but uh, being able to share video uh, and these coaches are doing it and, and they're, and they're getting creative with it. And, and that's, what's exciting for me to see. So Doug, that's all great for the now. And that, you know, we, we don't have the on-field reps in the OTA situation and none of that. Um, but there is going to be a training camp, we all hope, and we all hope it begins in late July. So with that in mind, how much of your day is spent preparing for a, a truncated period of time to figure out the 53 best players on this roster? Yeah, and, and that's the thing that um, obviously, you know, we don't know at this time, but but we're all anticipating and preparing for, for training camp in mid-July, as you mentioned. And um you know, until we can get on the grass uh, with the with the players and, and really, really begin to, to, to work with them and, and you know, and, and, you know, put the pads on and, and really uh, evaluate our team at that point. I mean, you kind of get a sense of their mental capacity now, obviously, um, you know, you, you don't worry so much with the veteran players as much as the, the younger players. But, you know, and that's going to be, I think that's going to be all 32 teams. That's, that's the, that's going to be the challenge when, when we do get to training camp is how fast can we coach up those, the new players, the free agents, the guys that we've added to our roster, the rookies, um, because those are the players that are going to help us, you know, in 2020 and and beyond. So, um, you know, we're looking forward to that day when we can get back together and, and, uh, that will be the challenge at the, uh, at the end of August to, uh, you know, come up with the best 53 players. Doug, how do you keep players or how do you hold them accountable for knowing the X's and O's? How do you keep them accountable for their weight? I mean, are there checkpoints in place where you're kind of constantly testing everybody in those two those two areas? Yeah, you know, it, it is a bit of a challenge because we're not with the players right now to be able to monitor them, be able to the eyeball test, you know, uh, have somebody uh, in the building where you can just eyeball them and, and hold them accountable that way. And and again, this goes back to trust. This goes back to we have to trust the players. They have to trust us. Uh, we have to check in with with our weights. We have to check in with our diet. You know, and this is something that um, it goes it goes to uh, you know the Philadelphia Eagles and the organization uh, helping us and and Mr. Lurie helping us to provide anything that our players need, being able to provide that for them. And, and it could just be you know supplements or nutrition, <clears throat> nutritional items, whatever it is workout equipment so that we can, you know, we can, we can tackle this off season program. But um, you know, again, everything seems to kind of fall back to that word trust and, and, and through it all, we'll become stronger. Uh, we'll become stronger together as we move, move hopefully towards training camp. Doug, you've got some new coaches on the offensive staff. Um, a lot of talk out there about how this offense might look different. Uh, what kind of input do they have? What kind of tweaks are you making uh, to this Philadelphia Eagles offense? Yeah, I've been I've been really impressed with the with the new coaches, um, you know, starting with the receivers with Aaron Moorhead. You know, he's, he's a new coach. and He's got a lot of a lot of new receivers, a lot of new faces in that room. And, um, you know, he's he's been doing a great job of, of getting them coached up in our offense right now. And and, uh, you know, just having individual meetings, you know, or position meetings with the, with the guys and and basically just teaching them, teaching them the offense right now. <clears throat> Excuse me. And and then Rich Scangarello, who who has been a part of the quarterback uh, quarterback room, he's also been a part of the receiver room, the running back room right now. So he's he's kind of spreading himself around just so he can get to know the players and get to know, you know, each coach's uh, coaching style. 
but he's brought some great ideas, some great suggestions already to our offense. Um, you know, he and Carson have had been in, been in communication with a lot of it. And, and, you know, so it's, it's, you know, you're going to see, it's not a wholesale change to the, to the naked eye. It probably won't be, um, you know, a, a lot of big changes you know, from that standpoint, but I think it's how we utilize our players and how we utilize our scheme um, moving forward that, that will best, best suit the Philadelphia Eagles and, and to suit the strengths of our players on offense. And, and, and obviously we know it starts with our quarterback and Carson Wentz and his strengths and his mobility. And again, some of the things that we saw at the end of the season last year uh, from him and, and um, you know, so we're excited that way. And then just being able to incorporate all of that into our, into our offense. And again, it's about our players and, and putting them in positions to be successful. Doug, there are a couple of dozen rookies on this roster who really have no idea what the NFL is all about. So where are they in their very early stages of development? Well, that's the thing is, you know, unless until we can really, I think, get them in the building and, and really understand uh, what they do know um, and being able to, you know, and that's that's the only, I guess, if there is a negative to this is, is we're missing we're missing the grass time, you know, with the players, the phase two, the phase three. Uh, with the OTAs, with these young players. So uh, being able to test them during the week, just getting them to verbalize what they do know, uh, sort of sort of regurgitating uh, the information back to the coach um, gives you a really good sense as to where they are mentally uh, right now. And the same way with our with our veteran players, you know, where they are uh, mentally right now with the, with some of the subtle changes that we're making. So, you know, we, we got to coach them all the same and, and, you know, again, we're, we're, we're full steam ahead, pushing, pushing ahead right now towards, towards training camp. But um, as we know, anything can change. So uh, these players have done an outstanding job so far um, with, uh, with the information that we've provided them. Doug, there's also a group of injured players. Um, how do they rehab? What sense do you have of collectively players who are making their recovery and getting ready for the season? Yeah. I mean, that's the one thing that, you know, I think we've been fortunate enough, even even during this pandemic. You know, and that's something that, uh, even though our building is 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 still closed, our we still have an obligation to to rehab and heal our guys that, that are hurt or had surgery. So the rehab process still goes on at Novacare. Uh, it's it's basically a medical facility for our guys that were hurt, and, and they're getting the proper treatment. So, um, you know, that's something that we've been very fortunate to have, uh, even though coaches and, and the rest of the team can't be a part of that, you know, or can't be in the building at this time. Um, we can still use it as a medical facility and, and still get the proper uh, treatment that they need so that they can be ready for this season. It's been almost a month since the draft. Um, and you've kind of had a chance to sit back and look at the roster in total. Uh, what do you see? What's the perspective? Like, how do you feel about, we don't know on the field yet, but as you look at all the names and how it might fit together, how do you feel about this roster? Yeah, you know, right now I, I would say that probably I feel like all all thirty one head coaches do. I mean, where there's optimism, there's excitement, obviously with with the roster, and and, and when you look at the pieces that we have and the pieces that we added, and, and even got to throw in the free agency, you know, guys that the, the new faces there. Um, I'm really looking forward to when we can get back out on the field, and, and really looking forward to getting on the grass and watching these guys physically perform uh, on the on the on the field and. Um, you know, we do have a lot of, you know, receive young receivers and, and how, how well do they gel with Carson Wentz and the, the dialogue and the communication, you know, he, he, listen, we can't forget about Deshaun Jackson coming back and, 
you know, and, and then Alshon Jeffrey is there. And, you know, so we've got some veteran guys and Greg Ward is coming back and we got some guys that, you know, have played with Carson. And, and so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's exciting to me, you know, to, to see where, uh, where we are on paper right now. Uh, but again, on paper doesn't win football games. You know, we've got to coach them up. Uh, we've got to, we've got to select the best 53 as we talked about, you know, earlier um, and uh, you know, uh, get ready for this season. Last question about the football team, Doug. You've also got a group of players who are making that jump from year one to year two. We know that there is so much importance in this offseason for those players. Um, how do they make that jump? How do they become better football players when they're not able to get on the field and take those reps? Yeah, you know, and that's that's probably the hardest thing, you know, for us as coaches to evaluate is, is those guys. But you know, for some of those players uh, that, that, you're, that you're talking, I, I think of JJ. You know, Arcega Whiteside. You know, he he played last year. He he can he can go back and we can we can rely. He's got film. He's got tape that we can go back and, and and coach him up on. He he knows you know he knows how to play in games. He's done that before. You know, for instance. So some of these guys have 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 taken taken snaps for us and. Um, you know, we just got to, again, we just got to coach them all the same. And, and, and once we get them back into, you know, back into the building and back on the grass, man, it's gotta be, it's gotta be full steam ahead. And, and, uh, you know, we can't sit around and wait because there, there is no waiting, you know, whenever it is, we only have a few weeks and we're playing, we're playing real football games, hopefully. And, um, it's just a matter of these guys being prepared when they do get a chance to come back. And finally, Doug, take us inside the Peterson household. Uh, what have you become an expert in that you were not an expert in before March 13th when the Novacare complex closed? Have you become a master puzzle maker or a chef or a, a vacuum clean, vacuum guy? What are, you, what are you doing really well at the Peterson household? It, 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 it's, it's funny that you bring up the vacuum. Um, I actually purchased a new vacuum. Uh, and, and so I, I've been, a, I've been a, a little bit on a tear as far as vacuuming and keeping the house clean. So obviously that's something that's, uh, I've been taken up. You know, the other thing too is just some of the things that that I don't. Not that you know the chores around the house, like you know cleaning the dishes, emptying the dishwasher, um, you know things like that. That that uh, I, I don't get a chance to do. I, I I've really uh, I think broadened my horizons on on you know the grill on the, in the backyard, being able to you know put steak or chicken or pork chops on the grill. Uh, I've used my Traeger smoker a little bit more uh, than I normally would. So I think from that standpoint, um, I've gotten a little better in those, in those areas, kind of keeping the house clean and some of my, out, my outdoor, you know, barbecue and skills. That said, we all can't wait to get back to the Novacare complex because the food there is beyond any sort of comparison to anything that we can do at home. That's exactly right. I, I miss I miss the Novacare uh, facility. I miss the food. Uh, I miss seeing everybody's face. I mean, that's the thing that that's important. I think to remember during this time is is you know the relationships that we build and and um, you know that's what you miss right now. Being back in the building is just building. You're building for 2020. You're building for you know this season and 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 those relationships really begin. The foundation begins in the off season and. Um, I'm just looking forward to the day when when we get a chance to all kind of walk back into the into the building and, and uh, you know, uh, get this thing going for 2020 again. Doug Peterson, thank you so much. Continued good luck with the virtual Eagles offseason program. And we'll see you back at Novacare hopefully sometime soon. 
Thank you, Dave. Thanks for having me today. And finally, Doug coached John Dornbos when Doug was an assistant here under Andy Reid, the head coach. And of course, everybody who runs across John Dornbos knows how special he is. For Doug Peterson, that is no exception. We ran a special on Friday. It's available on the Eagles YouTube channel. It's Goal to Go, John Dornbos. And I know you have a great relationship with John as you kind of look at his life and all the, I talk about overcoming obstacles. I mean, what do you, what do you say about the way John's been able to do that and become such a great success and an inspiration for everybody? You know, um, we had a chance to kind of watch that and, and we've, we've seen many, many, I think, testimonials from John on his life and, and um, not only the professional football side, but just him personally and, and what he, uh, the tragedy as a young boy that he went through, obviously to, um, to, to where he is today. I, I, I just, it, it's, 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 it's remarkable for, uh, to see where he's at and, and what he's done. And, and, um, you know, with, with so many, so many positives around him, you know, having a new baby and, and, you know, being a dad, being a parent, obviously, you know, football has provided a lot of that for, for a lot of us, even, even myself, you know, haven't been a, a former athlete, former player and, and, and so just, just knowing John and his, his humility and um, I think understanding where he, where he came from and, and who he is as a person uh, is what you, is what you see when you get a chance to talk to John. So uh, I've just been really impressed with him. Uh, I was fortunate enough to, to, to be on a staff that, that coached him uh, proud of what he's accomplished and uh, you know, wish him the best moving forward. And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast. Thanks to Peter Kelly and Ray Doyle for their work. Thanks to all of you for your continued support of this Eagles Insider Podcast. If you'd like to leave a review or a rating, we would appreciate that very much. And as you click on the details section of this in your library, your podcast library, you'll find an easy link to do just that. We love those five-star reviews. They really are helpful and... They help get us more access to the Philadelphia Eagles. So thank you very much for your feedback. Everyone have yourselves a great Eagles day. And a reminder, on Wednesday, we come back on Wednesday, we'll have a little look at the Eagles' defensive tackle situation with Fletcher Cox and Malik Jackson. Enjoy the day, everyone. And remember, fly, Eagles, fly. Fly.